When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Razaban IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm here in London, just moments away from the press conference with me, promoter Ben Shalom. Ben, firstly, how are we doing? Very well, very well. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Obviously, uh, a massive fight that you've announced today, Lawrence Okoli versus Chris Billum-Smith. No one expected it, which I will come on to very shortly. Um, some huge breaking news all over social media today about Amir Khan failing uh, a, a drug test after his Kelbrooks fight for Osterine. Um, he went through the process with the panel and obviously they've announced that he, is, he was banned last year. Just first, your instant reaction to, to those news. Look, to be honest, it's the last thing I wanted or to be talking about ahead of such a big fight and a big press conference. But look, we're as disappointed as anyone. We found out via social media this morning and I can see why people think, oh, we must have known. But ask, go to UCAD, go to the board, go to wherever. We have not even been notified. Never mind yesterday, never mind this morning. We found out from social media. And so, disappointed with Amir, in the sense, for any fighter, I think it is a problem in the sport. We know that. We've been so against it, so staunchly against it, that... Um, that is very disappointing. But as I say, we're almost a sitting duck. I don't know what's going on with the organisations and how it's been run and who's communicating to each other. But to find out in that way, over a year since the fight, over a year, we did the most rigorous testing process for that fight we've ever done. Varda, UCAD, Colorado, Tenerife, where Kel was, all the way up until fight week, during fight week, on the night. And so to find that out, on social media from a UCAD test then is difficult, disappointing, but most importantly, disappointing to, to hear the news. So let's go back to the actual fight. So VADA was involved, obviously UCAD, the UK British board was involved, and you're saying other testing organisations, because obviously Kel was, I think, Future Ventura and in other places doing his camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had many other organisations on board all the way up until fight night. All the way. It was such a big fight. And, and both fighters were coming towards the end of their career and we knew there was so much on the line. It was absolutely paramount and it was something that was in both fighters' contracts. As I say, never had. It was multiple tests, multiple tests, both sides. I remember Kel being woken up randomly in, in, in Fiat Ventura. I remember Kel, uh, them going out to Colorado twice. I remember the fight weeks. I remember on the night. So it's, uh, it's disappointing because... We've done everything, but to find out in this way is, is a bit is embarrassing. And we can see by, why people think we must have known, but go and speak to Varda, or UCAD, sorry. Go and speak to UCAD, go and speak to the, to the board as well, and ask them if we were notified. Question, first question is, Ben, why has it taken so long to come out? Where has this come from? I've read it in an article this morning, but why has it taken so long to come out? Again, I'm in the same position as you. I've just found out, I'm speaking to people in the press conference and they're talking about Amir back and forth, appeals, this and that, not wanting, not obviously wanting it to get out. We don't know what's happened, so I can't say here and say Amir's done this or Amir has done that. What I do know is it doesn't matter if it was intentional. It doesn't matter 
if it was a trace or whether it was whatever it was. It's a strict liability ban. And that is, in any other sport, the case. So that's not an argument I want to get into in terms of defending anyone. Amikar's been exemplary his whole career. His whole career. Obviously, it will be disappointed for him to, to even be in this situation. But as I say, strict liability. Disappointed, more than disappointed and confused to find out via social media. I think that's unfair on, on us. And I can see why people think we must have known. But as I say, it will all come out. Go and speak to you, CAD. Go and speak to the board. We have not been notified. Our head of boxing, John Bashoes, has been in the sport over four, 30, 40 years. He knows you, CAD, well. Nothing was said to us. Again, the, the, the common theme is that when a fighter fails a test, the promoter, the board, will be notified immediately. So why do you feel like you were not notified 12 months ago? Please ask Varda, because that's what we'll be doing straight after this. You can't. Please ask UCAD, sorry. And please ask the board. Varda is something that we privately employ. UCAD is, is, is used on behalf of the board. We had both. The board had Varda. Uh, the board had UCAD, we had Varda. And everything was done, so... Yeah, I think um, we'll be asking the same questions as you. But to, to even suggest that we knew about it can be easily found out from asking every party involved. We found out via social media this morning. Have you spoken to um, the General Secretary, Robert Smith? Spoke to him this morning, and he said he found out yesterday. So we're both sitting, du sitting ducks. So it goes back to the point for me as why this whole mess... It's because there's so many different parties, there's so many different bodies. We're doing, we're getting VADA involved, the board have got UCAD, you've got the whole who recognises what, you've got all the communication issues, you've got the fighters being able to go back and forth on their behalf with the testing. It should be strict liability, it should be, globe, it should be a world governing body, you've got all these loopholes, and this is why it's so confusing. This sport is a global sport now. There's no, I've said before, there's no other sport that needs to be stricter than this. I can't believe there's any justification for any fighter until they've gone through due process to even get in a ring. Because it doesn't matter if it was them or their fault or anything. As we've seen with what happens with Amir. UCAD need to, need to be stronger and, and take into account VADA testing. That's one. And two, there has to be a global body because it's just too much and this is going to encourage fighters that are doing it that they can get away with it and that things aren't transparent we want transparency we want it open we should have been notified straight away and this should have been all out in the open straight away that's what i'm most disappointed about but don't for one second question what our intention or what we're involved in that goes to the very root of of the whole our business and i can say that i'm never going to be tripped up on that that is absolutely final. If we would ever find out about something like that, pre-fight, post-fight, anything, I'm notified, then that would be out in the open, that would be transparent and fights wouldn't be going ahead. Could you understand the frustration from fans, those people who love the sport? We've gone through this trauma with the whole Conor Ben saga, which hasn't concluded. We've now woken up to this, and the fans are just getting frustrated that the sport is just I'm corrupt. I'm frustrated, Raza. I'm frustrated. I'm... I'm this isn't the only thing where the sport's messed up and corrupt. I see it, I have to watch it every day, but the fans don't seem to care when, when things are being said to them and lies are being told. They all get, like, certain fans, certain journalists don't. The sport's a sport, and it should be absolutely strict, and it should be strict, like, and this is not the only thing that's wrong, and I hope it's a watershed moment.
I really do. I hope this. I thought the last one would be a watershed moment when the fight was nearly going ahead in fight week, and then it didn't. But we're still in the same place as we were then. Hopefully, it is. And again, this isn't against fighters, individuals. What am I to do with Amir Khan, or what am I to do with Conor Ben in terms of what they do, and what whether they're this or they're that? But as I say, it shows there's a fundamental flaw in how the sport is governed, in particular the health and safety and, and, and drug testing. From your perspective as a promoter, if you, one of your fighters or a fighter on your show fails a test, should UCAD be informing you and making you aware of that? We should be informed straight away. God forbid we still ha we didn't. We, we were about to do another fight with Amir Khan. Luckily, he chose to retire. And imagine if we didn't know that. Obviously, it was a post-fight test is what I'm hearing, not pre-fight. They were... Nothing's obviously shown up pre-fight. Again, I can't comment on his situation. But to not have found out, it's just lucky that we didn't do another fight with him because we, we were... We could have. But again, I'm not knocking Amir. I don't know. I'm not standing behind him at all. It's strict. It's done. It doesn't matter what the intention is. And that should be blanket for everyone. Have you reached out to UCAD to find out why you were not informed for, and finding out only on social media this morning? We found out on the way to the press conference because my guys are sending it me. I've called the board immediately and we'll speak to UCAD after. But um, it's disappointing, it's slightly embarrassing, especially ahead of a big press conference like this and a big day for the sport. Um, but as I say, we're, we are a fan. How many times do we have to say? People like to tarnish us with the same brush because with the new guys and we are we take the stance where we are trying to be transparent and this and that i assure you we are pissed off and we know there needs to be changed more than anyone else because we see things that you don't see the whole sport needs to be needs to be held to account everyone needs to be held to account promoters need to be held to account managers need to be held to account trainers should be doing their own checks as well and um yeah, that's what I have to say on it. And it is strict liability. Because otherwise, you're always going to have the argument, I didn't know. Look at cycling, look at athletics. You don't have that, this, they have massive problems and they've, they've tried to deal with it across the board. And uh, boxing needs to because it's the sport where it matters the most. I mean, obviously has come out and done uh, a few moments on, on Sky. Um, there is a statement that's gone out as well that I've seen from UK where Amir said it was unintentional, he didn't take it intentionally and they accepted that as a reason for Amir but yet he still had to serve the ban even though he's retired. As you say, it doesn't matter if you did or you didn't do it intentionally, it doesn't matter the trace. That is taken into account for the length of bans but as I say, it's, it's strict and so it should be because how can we encourage it? Um, Obviously disappointed that it's happened. Nami Khan is a hero of mine, never mind someone that we promoted. Um, but he'll have to answer to that and he'll have to explain. It's not for me to. All I can say is we did not know until this morning and we stand against it. And clearly there needs to be issues sorted out in the sport so that this doesn't happen. From your perspective, obviously this was a, a failed test post-fight. So everything up until them getting into the ring, all the test on was everything fine, there were no other issues? Yep, um, as I say, VADA, UCAD, multiple tests throughout the camp. It was imposed on by, by both sides, um, all throughout fight week, almost to the point where I know it was annoying the fighters because it was that rigorous. So yeah, it was a, a post-fight test, but to find out over a year later, 
seems unnecessary, seems, yeah, I'm not sure. The whole extra testing, was that down to yourself as a promoter? Was it Kel asking for it? Was it Karnas? Who who was enhancing or asking for enhanced testing? I'm pretty sure there would well, first of all, we we demand enhanced testing. We are the ones that get involved or involved. We're the ones that pay tens of thousands of pounds to them be involved. The board use UCAD. It means there's double testing both sides. I'm sure Varda will have also done a post-fight test that clearly hasn't resulted in a in a in a negative in a in a positive test. So, yeah, it's it's difficult because you do everything, and you find out in this way. But what we won't be is tarnished by and and as I say, for people that think we are, let's speak to Varda and let's find out because we've got nothing to hide. Have you reached out to Amir or Kel uh, today this morning since the news broke? Yeah, I've spoken to Kel. I've spoken to Amir's team. Kel is, uh, is, is questioning what's going on and what we must have known and this and that. We've spoken to him, he knows now we didn't, but he's as confused because he was the one that got in the ring. And this is a problem. And imagine if it was the other way around and it was actually Kel that had been knocked out. So it is tricky. I think we're fortunate that we didn't get involved in a fight straight after not knowing. Um, but clearly this should be a watershed moment and needs to change. Just want to get your reaction. Conor Ben made a, a comment on one of the posts where he said that so strange how the board and Shalom have been quiet about this This one. It's over a year later. Again, people will try and... Nothing against Conor. Unbelievable fire. It is what it is. But we're not going to be dragged into that situation. We had no... Rec- no information on this whatsoever and no notification from UCAD, the board, anything. So that's it. And you can go and speak to those parties and find out why. Okay, Ben, I know this is stories in the Everton. I'm going to timestamp it. It's just 12 p.m. on uh, Tuesday, the 4th of April. I'm sure other things and details will probably come out uh, as we gather through the day. Um, just before I end, and I know it's been tarnished a little bit with this news. thing I will say, I do apologise to the fans in the sense that this is, this is oh, it's just crazy. And I can see why they don't trust anything that's going on. I can see it. And we're, as, it is bad. It's shocking that, that these things and how, this, how we're dealing with these things and things like that. All I can assure you is we're as disappointed as they are and we do everything, whether people want to believe us or not, everything we can to, 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 to do what we can to progress the sport. And, um, yeah. Yeah, as I said, timestamp 12 p.m. Uh, Tuesday, the 4th of April. You're about to announce a huge fight. Lawrence Okoli, Chris Biddham-Smith, yeah. some positive news for you today. Yeah. Where has this come from? Because everyone was expecting maybe a react for Biddham-Smith or Gulamari or, or Pattaya. Why Lawrence and how Lawrence? You know what? These are, this fight... Even I didn't expect it. I never planned it. When we, when we signed Chris and then when we fight, signed Lawrence, this wasn't even a fight that was talked about. They were training together. They were with Shane. It was almost an impossibility. But then things happen. Lawrence moves on. Shane focusing on Chris. And we, we, have, the world, uh, we have the stadium fight booked. And in the end, Chris wanted to fight for a world title. And Lawrence wanted to be in the biggest domestic fight he could be. Richard Riappo is also going to be fighting for a world title. That will be announcing soon. Same card? Not the same card. We've got Lowell Chamberlain, the British cruiserweight title on this card. So it works out and we want to deliver for all three of them. Chris has been active. What a, what a 12 months he's had that culminates with this. 
Lawrence needs to get active clearly and needs to be in those fights. He needs this fight as much as, as much as Chris does. And he's going away and he's going to go to the stadium seven weeks later. It's unbelievable. I think, um, yeah, it's going to be a special fight, special atmosphere in Bournemouth. We've been there twice now. It's going to be incredible to see Chris fight for a world title, but also against his former stable mate, former train, trained by Shane McGuigan. It's cost so much and boxing is about stories and this is, a, this is an unbelievable story. And yeah, the winner, I'm sure, will fight Richard Riappour. We hope that Richard maybe has a world title by then. Um, but unbelievable division right now. Lawal Chamberlain as well. Unbelievable fight. We've had Lawal since the tournament days, so to see him on the big stage is, is incredible. Obviously, Isaac Chamberlain now coming back in the mix. Having narrowly lost to both of these guys, um, yeah, it's a big division. It's a special division. And uh, that night, May 27th, at Bournemouth in the stadium with Lawrence Acoli looking to silence his haters and critics and going in and wanting to make a statement against someone that's going to give him, for me, the hardest night of his life. And with that, with that, with that crowd behind him, it's going to be pretty special. OK, Ben, I know we're going to run late now. Press conference about to start. So, yeah, appreciate your time. And, yeah, if any more developments over the next hour or so, I'm sure I'll, I'll be able to grab you again. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Ben Shalom, IFL TV. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.